Welcome to the show. From All Good Tales, it's Media Moments, a show about those strange, weird, unique and often bizarre times when the world changed forever in an instant. I'm Jack Murray. In this episode, we examine how pride happens before a fall and how one man's hubris would create a media moment that would change the world forever. Have you ever had a moment when you've said something and immediately thought, I'll regret that forever? It's the 23rd of April 1991, and the Institute of Directors' annual convention is taking place at the Royal Albert Hall in London. The economy has been mired in deep recession, and there are some hopes of recovery. The crowd is in bullish mood. This is their showpiece event. It was a particularly lavish affair, so much so that Her Majesty the Queen was in attendance. The over 5,000 delegates include some of the most experienced business leaders in the country. The crowd is predominantly men, men in pinstripe suits. On this day, there's also a large gathering of journalists in the hall, waiting, in great anticipation for the keynote speaker, Gerald Ratner. The 41-year-old Ratner, in a dark tailored suit and sporting an expensive haircut, radiated the image of the brash Londoner he is. He's at the top of his game, a global empire to his name, a millionaire many times over. He takes to the podium and addresses the assembled crowd. Good afternoon, Mr. President, Your Royal Highness, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Mr. President, for asking me to address such a prestigious audience. He was asked here to share his business story. He's amassed a fortune of many millions, despite leaving school without a single qualification. So who is Gerald Ratner? And how did he get to such a lofty place in British business? In 1991, he led his family-built jewellery chain Ratner's, which had over 2,000 shops between the United Kingdom and America. They specialised in selling affordable high street jewellery to the masses at very cheap prices. He started his speech by outlining his success in the teeth of biting recession, most notable because his retail business was performing far better than any of his peers. This recession is high street led. Now as jewellery is a luxury purchase, you might think that we at Ratners would be suffering more than most. Well, we're not. We're not on the crest of a wave either, but we are coping. And in fact, this morning, you may have read that yesterday we announced profits of £120 million. But what was the secret of Ratner's success? Why did they do so much better than others? He gave an insight. And I have to admit that while it offers choice with its 99p earrings, it's positioned very down market and it doesn't represent prosperity. And come to think of it, it's got very little to do with quality as well. He was warming to his theme. The fat cat business leaders in the audience were lapping it up. He went further. Um, or we've got this imitation book that you lay on your coffee table. The pages don't actually open, uh, but uh, they have beautiful curled up corners with imitation antique dust. I know it's, you might say, it's not in the uh, best possible taste, but we sold a quarter of a million of them last year. And just when he thought the audience was in the palm of his hand, he decided to tell a joke. We also do this uh, nice sherry decanter, it's cut glass and it comes complete with six glasses on a silver-plated tray that your butler could uh, bring you in and serve you drinks on. And it's really only cost £4.95. 
People say to me, how can you sell this for such a low price? I say because it's total crap. The mood changed in an instant. There were audible gasps from the crowd. And in this moment, he has uttered the words that will change his life and his business forever. So how did the business messiah that was Gerald Ratner get to this point? He was born in 1949, the same year his father opened the first of seven jewellery shops in post-war London. They were high-end affairs, with chandeliers and plush carpets, workers dressed in three-piece suits and kept eyeglasses in their pockets. At just 20, Gerald married his first wife Angela in the early 1970s, but it wouldn't last. Business was his only priority in the dark economic climate of the time. His father was ageing and the company was in trouble. He took to the helm as chief executive and soon realised that if Ratner's was to survive, it needed to change radically. His inspiration came from the hustle and bustle of the Petticoat Lane market, where he noticed the most successful stalls were the ones that shouted the loudest. Here! Not ten, not eight. That's all I've got of them. That's the last of Three pounds! In 1999, it carries £3. The once upmarket jewellery shops were replaced with modern light fittings, pop music playing and tacky large signs. Prices were slashed and the crowds rushed to Ratner's and profits boomed. Gerald was living the high life, expensive cars, lavish houses and a private yacht. He regularly attended high society events. Some of his days even included lunch with the Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher. His divorce was finalised and in 1989 he married Moira Day, his former secretary, who was 11 years his junior. He courted the media and they liked him for his open, brash style and his ready quotes. When he was finished writing his speech for the Institute of Directors, he circulated to his fellow Ratner's directors. He set the tone. It was serious and statesmanlike. One of them told him it needed a joke. He'd been telling his crap joke for a while and it always seemed to go down well. It had even been quoted in the Financial Times. His wife Moira wasn't so sure. She thought it was a risk. I did mention that, but I don't think I was listened to very clearly. As he prepared to address the Royal Albert Hall, he was at the top of his career. A multi-millionaire with a global empire. Let's return there to that day, on the 23rd of April 1991, Sitting in the crowd is Daily Mirror journalist Harry Arnold. I was leaked a copy of his speech before it was delivered. I was amazed at the content. I couldn't really believe he was going to deliver it. Uh, And of course I had to make sure that he spoke the precise words that were on the paper. Gerald Ratner was at the podium and about to utter the words that would change his life forever. People say to me, how can you sell this for such a low price? I say because it's total crap, total crap, total crap. Um. Ratner ends his speech with a standing ovation, but the media were brewing a perfect storm. The minute he uttered those words, Harry Arnold knew that Ratner was in trouble. I thought, yes, yes, we've got you. Because I knew it was a front page story, and that's what journalists live for. The day after the speech, the sun led with the headline, Rotner's and the mirror with your 22 carat gold mugs. Almost immediately, the high-flying Ratner group began to sink like a stone. Its stock market valuation plummeted by almost half a billion pounds, dropping an astonishing 99% of its value. Gerald was in a state of shock. 
Days later, he went on the Wogan show to apologise and draw a line under the crisis. Look at that now. What, how would you describe that? Total crap? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't describe any of the products that we sell as crap or total crap. Yes, he did. All he managed to achieve was throw petrol on the flames and share the calamity with millions more people. Once loyal customers realised that they were the butt of his joke, they began avoiding the shops, thus hastening the decline. The jewellery chain Ratner's is closing 180 of its British stores. Ratner's is to close a further 54 shops with a loss of 150 jobs. He tried in vain to rescue the Ratner Group, but to no avail. And after 18 months of trying, he was let go as CEO. Gerald Ratner's biggest crime was taking his customers for granted and not realising the value they placed in his products. It didn't matter what the earrings or the decanter cost. It was a gift, a thought, a moment of consideration. His cheap joke shattered that trust. He also underestimated the power of the media. Forevermore, when somebody has a big public relations disaster, it's referred to as doing a Ratner. Remember, always be careful before you speak. Words are powerful, and in a moment, they can change everything. Media Moments is brought to you by All Good Tales. There's only one way to resonate, and that's with a story. If you need to connect with your audience, we can help you. We help organisations create beautifully crafted stories through podcasts, brand newsrooms, PR, presentations and strategy. Find us on at All Good Tales on Twitter or email jack at allgoodtales.com. Media Moments can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Acasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This episode was written by me, Jack Murray. Sound supervision is by Al Dunn at Unique Media. Join us next time when we examine how to create fear and the lens one storyteller went to in 1938 to make a media moment that would change the world forever. Forever.